Hey everyone, Johnny Moda here, the host of AV Insider, the show that you hopefully thought you were tuning into, because if you're not, you are now, and uh, thanks for tuning in anyway. As you're all aware, AV Insider is a show which can be found at ravepubs.com on the Rave Radio tab, along with many other individual, unique, funny, witty, very wholesome, and maybe awesome should I say, shows? All different than mine. But again, you can find other shows there at ravepubs.com on the Rave Radio tab. Uh, mine currently that you're listening to is AV Insider. Welcome back. As always, I have a special guest, and today I'm speaking with uh, Derek Badala, who is the Director of Sales for the Americas, North and South, which is the uh, at Syntax Army, which is the Sales and Marketing Division of Syntax. Did I say that correct, Derek? Uh, our, we're the sales and marketing division for RME. Got it. Yeah, I think I always get that backwards. But hey, welcome okay. to the show, and thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so typically what I do here is I ask about the company RME, right? Uh, tell me a little bit about the background, but before we discuss who RME is, what they offer, and what they're all about, if you wouldn't mind, could you give me a quick little, or as long as you'd like, honestly, uh, overview about yourself uh, in our industry? Maybe this is your first job in tech ever. Maybe this is your 100th job. I do not know, but I would love to hear any and all details <laughs> regarding that. Uh, now I've been in this industry about 30 years now. Um, okay. I've been around retail, and I've been a product manager. I've started and ran a very successful pro audio reselling company back when the internet was just coming of age. Um, I was an audio engineer, a chief audio engineer for the U.S. Coast Guard Band in the early 90s. Cool. So I did a lot of live sound and recording for NPR radio. And then uh, back when Fostix bought Synclavier, uh, New England Digital, I was brought in as a applications engineer, product manager, sales manager. I sort of wore a lot of hats for close to 10 years there. And I uh, went into the guitar industry for a while as a sales manager, so I spent a lot of a good chunk of my 30s uh, in retail sales management on the MI side of our business. And because my passion and my background is audio, I was really looking forward to getting back into the pro audio side of our industry, um, just because that's where, where I spent a lot of my, my passion, time, degree work. I have a sound recording technology degree from University of Lowell, which is now UMass Lowell. So I've been in the industry quite some time. Yeah, it sounds like it. I just want to recap really quick. Uh, you mentioned this thing called the internet. I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, we, we, we started an online reselling company back when, you know, the news used to report, it's not safe to put a credit card and buy stuff from the internet, if you can remember that. I still oh, think that's true today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, times have changed. Yeah. Now, okay, so flash forward to today. You are currently sure. with RME. How long have you been with the company? I started with this company January 2nd, 2017. Okay. Um, I was a, yeah, I, I had left a, form, a, a guitar manufacturing company, which I was there for over 10 years. And um, the reason I specifically came to RME is uh, back when I was a reseller, RME was one of the first brands that we um, brought into the U.S. before there was a dis distribution company in the United States. We were getting requests for Project Hammerfall cards and Digi96A cards um, back when sound cards were just becoming of age, really. 
Yeah. Um, I would say the, the technology, the computers back then were GUIs, and a lot of the processing took place on DSP cards. Right. Um, so, and RME was one of those brands that we were getting requests for, and I was like, what is this brand? And I had to contact Germany directly and start bringing it in. So when I saw that RME was looking for somebody, I was excited to come on board just because of the reputation, and I had great experience um, representing that brand before. Okay. Well, now speak to me about RME as if I have no idea who RME is and everyone listening. Um, <laughs> sure. And we're not familiar. So if you could kind of give us a general overview of who RME is, what they offer, uh, who they're sort of meant for, right? You, you mentioned pro audio, of course, but sort of yep. a, a, a general overview all about RME, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Let, let me start with how RME began because I think it's actually quite fascinating. Yeah, please. Um, in the mid '90s, in the mid '90s, um, digital audio was certainly hot and heavy out there, and the two most popular tape digital tape formats were DAT and ADAT. And as I said, computers were just starting to emerge. The DAW, the whole DAW scene, and it was predominantly Macintosh at the time. And people were having uh, a home recording market was struggling with how do I transfer my ADAT um, tapes to the computer into the, you know, they would all these ADAT recordings and people wanted to transfer audio in digitally. And of course the ADAT light pipe or um, ADAT format, you know, is what is popular known as, which is still in use today. RME came out with one of the first, um, I think it was a Digi 96 card, which had ADAT light pipe on it and allowed you to connect up to three ADAT tape machines with the ADAT sync port and you can control your ADAT tape machines and basically in real time transfer them into the computer into, you know, whatever DAW you were using back then. It could have been Cakewalk or some of the, you know, you couldn't do it with Pro Tools because you had to use DigiDesign hardware back then, but, you know, like Cakewalk and Steinberg, Cubase and things like that. So that was how right. Army got started. So the philosophy of the company has always been see a need in the market and tried being a German engineered company, we're based in Germany and everything is manufactured there. Uh, it's always been philosophically make the best product that does the job better than anything else. And you know, hitting a price point and doing all of that was never, or to this day, has really ever been the mantra. It's always been see a need, fix it, and build it. RME, um, unofficially, the acronym, you know, unofficially stands for Ralph Meinl Experience. He's one of the engineers. There's four German engineers and one has a specialty in Macintosh, the other in Windows, the other in hardware, and then there's sort of a lead engineer. And RME to this day, pretty much simply put, designs uh, hardware for studio broadcast and live sound. Uh, we're probably most or best known for audio interfaces, so anything that you want to capture and play back audio from the computer, multi-channel. But we also make a lot of different digital format converters and microphone preamps. Yeah. Um, we have a pretty vast, um, selection of applications that our products are, are typically used. The general public who are out there shopping for their home studio would run across RME and the audio interface side of the business. But okay. if you've ever watched the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, a lot of what you're hearing is through RME gear um, for playback. And we're in the Navy and Boeing and Apple and Motorola. We do a lot of things with a lot of companies that many people have heard of. Cool. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were saying uh, roughly RME was uh, just initially launching in the early to mid 90s. Is that correct? Yeah, 96. So, um, okay, so you know, 2016 was our 20th anniversary. 
Cool. That's a, I'll say that's a pretty big milestone. And, and since then, I, I'm sure the company has transitioned so much to accommodate the, the new audio codecs and, and formats and, uh, and exactly. digital has just taken off since then, obviously. Yeah, and probably the most, exactly. And, and the most common question I get asked is, you know, we're in a crowded market. There's a lot of brands that make, you know, external devices that you can connect USB to your computer, Mac or yeah. Windows, and record. Right. So the typical question we get is, well, how, what makes Army different? What makes you guys unique? Right. And the answer is, we're one of the, like, we were one of the first, if not the first, um, manufacturer in this business to start using field programmable gate array or FPGA chip technology. Um, back when everyone else was using EPROM. So by doing so, it allows us to do firmware updates and keep our products relevant. So we have a pretty loyal customer base um, for a lot of reasons, but one of those core reasons is our products don't become obsolete very easily because we can firmware update them and keep them relevant. So for example, in the audio interface world, we have customers who bought products from the late 90s and early 2000s and still use those products to this day. Seriously? Um, because... Yeah, and if you think about all of the OS updates that Windows and Macintoshes have gone through since 2000, yeah, that's unheard of in our, in our yeah. industry. Most people, every two to three years, have just become accustomed to, well, I'm going to update to High Sierra, or I'm going to update to Windows 10 or 11 or whatever, and I'm going to have, you know, chances are this product I bought four years ago isn't going to work. Right. Um, I'm going to buy the latest thing. With us, we keep our products relevant. So we were building and manufacturing, just as an example, Firewire 800s and 400s, which, uh, as the name suggests, are Firewire, uh, which many people still use Firewire because they put a lot of money in their computers and they don't want to get rid of them if they continue to work. But you think about all the OS updates and things, and they, they call us all the time. Say, I, I love your product. I, I don't need to update it. It still works. It sounds great. Uh, so it's a very common thing. Um, that we hear, which is, you know, we're very proud of that because, you know, our philosophy is you only have to buy quality one time. And if you do that correctly, you don't have to keep buying new interfaces every two to three years. Yeah. I mean, I, especially back, back then, uh, the, uh, firmer updates, uh, weren't extremely unheard of, but it, it wasn't likely, like you said, you know, you upgrade every two or three years. And with that, the hardware that you had attached to that computer may not be supported on the new software. So exactly. what, do you, what do you do, right? Do you update the hardware or do you go back to the manufacturer and plead and beg and hope that they can update right. for you? Or do I have to buy a new card? What's my option here? And typically in the past that I've seen is it's, you know, oh, we don't support that. You know, we're, we're developing new hardware. There's a new card in the, you know, coming out. You have to buy that money on money on money on money and it never ends. Exactly. That's exactly true. And, you know, FPGAs allow us to pretty much take you know, instead of making a new motherboard, we pretty much can rewrite the existing one, um, which is a huge advantage. It also allows us to pack a lot of DSP and other power into that product. Um, and, you know, I could go on for a long time about the three or four core things, but one of the most significant things that we offer with all of our audio interfaces is something called total mix effects. And simply stated, that is a very powerful DSP uh, software desktop-based mixer that really in the home studio, it eliminates the need to have an external mixer. So if you're the type of musician who likes to have their keyboard and their guitar and everything just sort of plugged in all the time, so you can just show up and start making music without, you know, having to plug into a mixer and figure out, okay, I'm going to go out my mixer here into this and you don't have to do any of that. Total Mix does all of that for you. 
And the most significant advantage that Polymix provides is um, it sort of reinvented the concept of direct monitoring, allowing you to overdub to pre-recorded tracks from a DAW and have zero latency monitoring and that have a delay. Um, so that was a, you know, and many companies now offer some kind of GUI with their interface to sort of accommodate that. But I think RME, you know, haven't done it for so long now. They've made it so slick and so powerful. It gives you unlimited routing and, and submixing power before you even hit the DAW. And it allows you to use your audio interface essentially as, a, as an input box for your studio. And you don't even need to run the DAW. You can just do everything that way. Um, so that, that FPGA makes that possible. And it also makes possible the fact that we write our own drivers. And anyone who's ever purchased an audio interface or does any home recording with any real serious effort has run into clicks or pops or dropouts or just bad audio because the latency uh, or they have to raise their buffer setting in the, in the audio device setting, you know, to something that creates a latency that becomes unusable. Well, we, by writing our own drivers and perfecting them for quite some time now, we're able to achieve one and two millisecond round trip latency and run hundreds of instances of plugins through your DAW. So professionals really, really have come to appreciate RME for that. Um, and we were pretty instrumental in developing, um, you know, ASIO for Windows and we became pretty popular brand back when Cubase was the alternative to Pro Tools and a, and a Windows solution. Mm -hmm. Pro Tools was very dominant. And people looked to RME for the hardware. Because again, if you were, if you were going to commit to Pro Tools back then, you had to go with DigiDesign hardware of some kind. Um, and their hardware was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't known for being exceptional. So a lot of people opted for a Windows solution and they could get a product from RME, for example, that had really ultra low latency and great performance. Um, and, you know, we became pretty popular for that for, for quite some time. So that's really the third thing that makes us unique is we write our own drivers and we develop a lot of the technology in-house. We don't use chipsets, off-the-shelf off -shelf chipsets and, and converters. I mean, we do as much as we can in our own um quote unquote lab factory. And so we're really proud of that. Which is uh, Germany. Is that what we said? That's correct. Okay. Now um, we mentioned that your products are, are for the pro audio industry. And I see that, uh -huh. you know, we, we talked about reliability, good performance, um, running on drivers, creating in house and things like that and being, you know, exceptional. Uh, what I don't know, aside that, you know, this could be for the professionals in the studio, the home studio, uh, and a little bit of everything in between, depending on what we're doing here. Uh, where would you say that RME stacks up price-wise in comparison to the competition that may not meet uh, the exceptionalness that RME provides? Well, I mean, that's always the million-dollar question. I mean, you kind of, quote, get what you pay for, and sure, anybody sure. who manufactures a product always tries to make the case. We have value. We have price performance. You get more for less with us. That's, that's always the sales pitch. Okay. Um, but I think, I think you know, how we stack up is, you know, we tend to be on the mid to higher end price-wise. Okay. Um, you know, as I said, the Germans aren't shy about, you know, they, they – Cost never enters the equation. It's always how do we do the job, how and it costs what it costs. Right. Um, okay. And, and, you know, and you've seen other brands that are in our price range that are very well known brands, and you typically can separate, 
you know, if somebody's doing a Super Bowl halftime show and needs to play back 90 channels of audio discreetly into a console, they're not going to trust that to a $200 interface that might crash. So, you know, we have interfaces, if I can mention street prices, sure. um, that start in the $499, $499 range, and they go up to about $2,700. So we're not crazy. But, you know, we have some interfaces that are smaller than an iPhone that handle, you know, 64 channels in and out of a computer. Wow. Um, that's the Matty Face USB. And that little product right there, I mean, that's used in so many live shows that people go out and see every day. Because um, we have a big, you know, this conversation at this point has been predominantly studio focused, and we have a very large presence in live sound. Um, Broadway, Circus Soleil in Vegas, you know, halftime show for Super Bowl, that kind of stuff. And yeah. most of the major, most of the major concert tours uh, go out on the road with some RME gear because a lot of those tours require high density channel playback, and they need to have redundancy because they can't afford to have the playback go down in the middle of the show that would be catastrophic so um they trust the maddie technology which is something rme has been very involved in from the start and they trust rme which is sort of known for that okay so now that we know the arenas and areas that uh rme can be found in not necessarily just the studio but other live venues which is it sounds like a big portion of the company um it is where where can are you better question sorry um what is the business model in terms of purchasing products do you have a mix of distributors sure. and direct to dealers or is it just one versus the other great question um we have a fairly common sales model in our industry so you know we're the manufacturer the manufacturer puts a subsidiary company in a market so that's mm -hmm. Synthax us which is who i work for and then we sell through a network of dealers okay um that many of your uh, listeners have probably heard of or shop at currently. Okay. Um, if you go, if you go to our website, you'll see a buy it now button, but, and it feels like you're buying direct from us, but actually it's our authorized dealers who fill those orders. So it's a really good cool. relationship. Cool. Now what about uh, trade shows? Where can we find RME at trade shows? If I want to, Oh boy. Yeah, we do, the tires we do quite a few. <laughs> um, we're in a lot of trade shows. Um, so on the music side, NAM. You know, uh, we don't do Summer NAM like we did Summer NAM a few times, but we, we're not doing it this year. But we do Winter NAM in January at out in Anaheim. We do NAB and Infocom. Um, and just speaking in the U.S., because we, we do a lot of shows outside the U.S., like other syntaxes. There's different shows like Music Mesa and Cedia, you know, UK and all that kind of stuff. But oh. we do NAM, we do NAB, we do Infocom, we do um, WFX for the House of Worship Market. Yeah. Um, there's a few others I'm missing. AV Expo, um, AES in October. So those are the big ones. And we do a yeah. lot of regional shows that, okay. you know, yeah. if we're trying to tap a market or educate a, a group of consultants or integrators, um, because we do a lot of contracting and we solve a lot of problems. And there's a part of our, our website or our catalog. And I tell people, you don't, these are the products you don't know you need until you need them. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the audio interfaces and the mic preamps, you know, most people like identify with those and they're really cool. Um, but the converters, you know, Maddie to ASCBU and those types of things. I mean, NHL, NBA, ESPN, they all use our products um, for different format, transmission, audio distribution and, and, and conversion. 
Um, and of course, you have new emerging technologies now with AVB and Dante. And so, you, you know, we, we play in Maddie, we play in Dante, we play in AVB. So we're sort of in the forefront of audio distribution through either networking or point to point. So, uh, which is a whole other side of our business, which is not really recording studio related because you don't have the need in a home project studio to transmit audio all over the place the way you would in a, in a large facility. Understood. Um, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Yeah, no, and that's great. Um, so you mentioned a lot of really big shows and, and stuff over, overseas, and I, I'm assuming that ISC overseas is probably one of the major ones you attend as well. Yes, I don't personally, and the U.S. office doesn't, but we have Syntax UK and Germany and, and China okay. and Japan, okay. all, Australia, they all go to their appropriate shows. But we, since we just handled North and South America, we sort of, um, we have key distributors in Canada and down in South America in several countries. Um, and then in the U.S., we have your traditional independent reps who are working with dealers who we go and train and present and educate. Um, and that's pretty common in this yeah. side of our Cool. Our hemisphere. Canada, America's friendly top hat. <laughs> Maybe they don't they like that. I, I can edit that out. <laughs> um, no, that's all good. That, no, we do have a great distributor up there. They do a great job for us. That's great. And um, let's see. You mentioned Infocom coming up. Uh, will you be there personally? or? Yeah, we have quite some exciting announcements for Infocom. Um, that if, if I can talk about, I would love to share. Yeah, if, um, if, if you R can, please do. Yeah, sure. So for, for years, RME is, uh, on the live sound side of this business, um, there's a format, MADI, multi, you know, I think it stands for multi-audio digital interface. And for those of you who don't, aren't familiar with MADI, it's a, it's a point-to-point -point uh, protocol, like a mic cable. You plug, you go out of something into something else except it carries 64 channels of 48K 24-bit audio. And it, will, it can transmit through a fiber cable or it can transmit, uh, transmit through 75-ohm coax. Um, many large format digital consoles for live sound have MADI on it. Stage boxes have MADI on it. And for years, that's been a very common way to do it. It's, it's, it's rock solid, it's stable, people are accustomed to it. Over the last several years, um, there's a lot of buzzwords out there now, Dante and doing audio over IP. Um, but Dante is certainly, you know, kind of replaced Coburnet and some other things that were being used. And um, they've, Audinate, who created Dante, has done a good job of, of assimilating a lot of manufacturers to adopt it. So Dante has become, well, it's not an official AES standard. It's in our industry. It's sort of becoming a street standard. Mm -hmm. And RME for a long time, uh, you know, frankly, was resisting it because it wasn't a standard. And AVB was sort of, you know, crowned a official standard. So RME was going down the AVB route, while meanwhile Dante was just becoming more and more and more accepted. So, long story short, we've we've managed to kind of take a, a, a left turn and about face, and we're doing Dante now, which is a really big deal because we've been telling the market for quite some time all the reasons why we weren't <laughs> going to do Dante. So we're bringing out a, uh, several Dante products at Infocom, and we're really excited about the DigiFace Dante because it's an audio interface, so it alleviates you having to use um, something called Dante Virtual Sound Card, which was a quick and easy way to just connect an Ethernet cable to your computer and use the virtual sound card 
as your quote-unquote audio interface. And while it's okay for playback, it's not very good for recording. There's like 30 milliseconds of latency, and it's not really usable for any kind of multi-track recording, um, especially if you have to monitor software and record at the same time. So we're using our USB driver, driver technology, and we came out with a little interface that's not much bigger than an iPhone that has four Cat5 ports. It can be a router and a switch, and it records, and it does 64 channels of Dante plus 64 channels of Matty. So it's technically a 128-channel audio interface. But what's really significant is that we've included total mix of that. And so what I tell people, if anybody's ever used Dante, you use something called Dante Controller to just click little X's in a matrix to say I want channel 8 to go to channel 10 or whatever of audio device 1 to audio device 2. What, what our product allows you to do is put a digital mixer in the middle of that and you have so much more routing flexibility with a mixer versus just, you know, attaching a channel to a channel. So you can do submixes and put it out on the network and you can change levels and stuff. So I tell people it's like having Dante controller with a mixer cool. or a fader. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're, so we're pretty excited about it. And so that's launching at Infocom. It's launching at Infocom. It's going to start shipping in August, um, and you know, I suspect we'll have a healthy inventory by mid-September. And I've already been in front of lots of networks and folks that are really excited to get get one for what they do. And you know, we learn a lot. We take the time to learn how people's workflow works and how this can solve it. So there's been quite a bit of excitement around that. But to be fair, we're also developing an ABD version of what I just described because we do feel over the course of six, ten years, ABB will emerge as, as a long-term solution because it'll have audio and video on that Cat5 cable where Dante's just audio. So we sort of yeah. think long-term, ABB will win out. But I think Dante is going to be here for a while, so we might as well, you know, give the customers, you know, a solution that they really have been asking for. So those two products are coming out at Infocom, and then we're also bringing out a 16-channel analog to Dante converter, which is just a great way to put legacy gear that's analog on a Dante network. Um, so those three things will all be at Infocom, so we expect it to be pretty pretty exciting and pretty popular that's cool it sounds like you guys are really thinking about uh supporting the clients from the past right uh, and and incorporating that for uh the standards or not quite the standards yet but widely more accepted on the street as a standard uh dante being that for for the customers so that you can merge the two together and allowing your army customers and and fan base to use stuff from the past and and deploy on a, on a newer system Exactly, exactly. And they get RME's noted, you know, technology. They're our drivers and our low latency, which is something that's been missing from Dante as a recording solution. Um, Dante predominantly has been just audio transmission and distribution, where recording and latency hasn't been the major concern. But now when you start wanting to capture those shows and overdub and use it as a recording interface, having low latency performance is, is very important. So... Um, plus, you know, we put little things on there like a headphone so you can monitor the Dante network and create a mix that you want to monitor and stuff. So it's pretty clever. Uh, and it doesn't take up a lot of space, which is always important in live sound because weight is the enemy of a tour. Like on <laughs> so um, it's always a good thing. Cool. So for if you could tell everyone listening right now one thing about RME that they don't know or that they should know rather <laughs> What would that be? Well, that's a 
that's tough to say one thing. I'll, I'll tell you how I'll answer that. I, I like to share where aren't where aren't because I can say it on a radio station. I just can't put it in print in an ad. Um, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're used. Our biggest challenge is we can't tell people in print where we're used and how we're used because it's all the big companies that we've all heard of and right. hush hush and you, it, you know. But, you know, I always share people like our microphone preamps, you know, we're all about transparent. And sometimes when you buy mic preamps and stuff, you want a color sound. You, that's the whole point of a tube amp. You know, you want to color it and you're looking for that. But when, when the application calls for what I put in, I get out, you know, RME is usually right in the thick of that. Okay. And so when I talk about our, pre, when, I, when I talk about our mic preamps, and this is something a lot of people don't know, is the U.S. Navy uses our products to measure audio signature of submarines. So they hmm. trust. You know, this is how they record the audio of a, of a ship and know that it's 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 a friendly or a, or an enemy, um, and it has to have very good response and be ultra reliable and dependent. And so, you know, they use our mic pre's to do that, and that's the same technology that you'll find in mic pre's that we have installed in Avery Fisher Hall, Boston Symphony Hall. Uh, we design mic pre's for orchestral applications. So a lot of people don't know that, and so when I share things like that, it's like, wow, that's really cool. Um, and, and to add to that answer, like Boeing, we've all heard of Boeing. They manufacture airplanes and they use RME, you know, a big part of our market that many people don't know is test and measurement. You know, it's not sexy, it's not music and all that, but it's, you know, they actually record the audio of an airplane jet engine, put it on a spectral analyzer and just by the sound can tell if it's working properly. Um, and that type of test and measurement happens in all kinds of industries unrelated to music. And RME is the trusted audio interface and microphone preamp for that. Um, and they, these folks have access to all the technology and the, all the research. And, you know, RME is just proven worthy of that type of stuff. So then when we get into the music side, it's always easy to talk about, well, if it's good enough for those folks, it's probably good enough for, you know, <laughs> what I'm trying to do with my guitar at home, you know. Um, so, you know, we're really proud of that. And I think it's always fascinating to share that with people because I can talk about ones and zeros and the nuts and bolts of, you know, grow down in the weeds on the specs, but it doesn't mean a whole lot when you tell somebody, hey, this is used for recording audio signatures of the submarine for the Navy, or this is used to make sure your, your Southwest airline plane doesn't go down. Um, and, you know, Motorola is another company that spends a lot of time on those headsets and, you know, either airline, airplane pilots use headsets, emergency personnel use headsets and microphones all the time. And so what they do is they record multi-point audio, you know, and simulating a real live emergency and they use RME to measure and capture all that audio and play it all back and simulate a real life situation. And then they work on noise cancellation technology so that the person who needs to be heard can be heard. Um, so it's pretty exciting stuff that we're involved in that's non-traditional, I would say, but also fairly impressive because those companies require extremely um, top-notch performance in a product for it to be used in their testing facilities and stuff. So I like to share that when I get that question because I think it sort of opens up people's minds a little bit more beyond just, hey, this is a great sounding product or it's got low latency, you know. Uh, so. so if I were to recap that in a much shorter version, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would start with RME, allowing our naval facilities or the Navy to monitor audio frequencies or frenemies underwater, uh, our aerospace to monitor 
our planes so that we are in tip-top conditions or the other, hopefully not the other. And overall, monitor and just make sure everything's good via a clear sound, uninterrupted, yeah. unaltered. Yeah. What goes in comes out and unaltered by the product. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we do it in a high-density channel count, which is really takes good drivers and technology to do that. I mean, we're talking hundreds of audio channels in and out of the computer at one time, which obviously goes way beyond a home studio's need, but um, it takes a lot of technology and really good um, uh, products to, to pull that off reliably in, in critical situations. Well, cool. So. I, I appreciate all, all your time and knowledge on this. I I had no idea that any of this was going on. And obviously, like you said, you can't put it in print and such. But thank you for sharing that. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah. And actually, what I would love to, since I think this is probably the best place to sort of round out the show here, uh, I would love to have you back in the future where if you really want to uh, or, or have the time to, we could, we could really dive in uh, into the nuts and bolts of, of, of your products and different applications and uh, as things develop further in our industry and or RME where you work, uh, just come back and, and tell us about new products, new standards, and, and just share anything exciting that you want to talk about. I would love to have you back. Oh, thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. So for everyone who's listening currently, if you want to learn more, I think the best place just to start is to head over to www.rme-usa.com. Although, do we need the W's anymore? Up to you. rme-usa.com is the best place to check them out, to my knowledge, at least stateside, North and South Americas. And you can learn about the distributors, the Basically, everything we just mentioned, although I don't believe we're going to hear about the new product just yet and announcing at Infocom. So if you're going there, I would check them out. Head over to the booth, which I have not asked for, but you'll be able to figure it out. It's not oh, for you. It's uh, C1619 in Central Hall in the Las Vegas Convention Center. Good old Nevada. C1619 Central Hall, Infocom in about... Oh, very soon. Depending on when you listen to this, it may have already happened and or it's happening now. So <laughs> where are you? Come down here. I'm hanging out at the booth right now with Derek. We're having a good time. I hope you come yeah. down. Uh, again, head over to the website, rme-usa.com. But if you're more of a social person like myself and you want to really reach out in your social manner on social media, please do. Head over to their Facebook page. Check them out. It's simply facebook.com forward slash pages forward slash rme uh, should Twitter still exist tomorrow, it's at RME underscore news. But if you like videos and you want demonstrations, head over to the YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash RME audio. Again, the website is rme-usa.com. If anyone has any questions for me specifically, you can send me an email with uh, hate mail, love mail, no spam, not a fan of that. But it's Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y at ravepubs.com. That's Johnny at ravepubs.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at jmota3, J-M-O-T-A, the number three. Facebook is just my name, and you pretty much just Google me. But if you find anything bad, that's somebody else. That's not me. Everyone, thanks for listening. This is AV Insider. And, of course, as I mentioned, you can find the show at ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab, where there are many, many other AV-related podcasts, all unique and individual and very cool in their own way. Check them out.
give them a give them a listen give them a like share it with your friends everyone this has been AV Insider thank you so much for listening we'll catch you on the next show